a late arrival elbowed past Mira, knocking her out of position. His jaw was tight, and he wrinkled his nose as he met her eye. Keep in formation, salty. Mira fistpalm saluted sarcastically. She had heard it all before, got into fights with pettier human bureaucrats than him. The delegates continued at a snail's pace, ambling as if perusing market stalls on a Tian Kaui festival day, rather than inspecting a rooftop military parade in the baking midday sun. The wax coat of Mira's border guard uniform was akin to a simmering clay pot. If she strained, she could hear the ocean below. But 30 floors up where they stood, the breeze didn't provide much reprieve. Sweat dripped from her forehead and she cricked her neck. The captain of the Kumiho, the city guard, led the politicians down the line. And this is Mira, newly appointed as captain of the border guard. The older man was de facto minister of defense, but he stroked his silver mustache like an indulgent grandfather offering candied lotus seeds. Mira had seen the other side of him. She saluted the delegates, the minister of ceremonies and two junior officials. Ah, we've heard a lot about you, said the minister of ceremonies, a tall middle-aged woman. Helping out the minister of fathom folk, the siren. Helping out was not how Mira would have phrased it. It was more of a partnership, really. She pushed a smile into the corners of her mouth. Half siren, actually. I'm glad to be here today. You should be, the man on the left said. First fathom folk in the military, and now the first to reach captaincy. Integration at its finest. The words were well-meaning enough, but she could hear the abacus beads clicking in his head. Not satisfied with putting her name out as a fathom folk success story, now they wanted to paste billboards all over the city. Mira had refused. It was difficult enough to do her job without her face staring back from every sky bridge, walkway, and tram platform. With all due respect, sir, I hope to inspire Fathom Folk to join all branches. Her emphasis was deliberate. While she was a trailblazer, there were only four other folk in any aspect of government. All on the military side, all in her Chinthe border guard, rather than the more influential Kumiho city guard. Titans forbid that folk get into the offices of agriculture or transport. The glamour and influence they could have. The remaining official who had not spoken simply pinned Mira's captain badge on the front of her coat. The golden lion dog namesake of the Chinthe. His hand shook, eyes decidedly not meeting hers. He was afraid. Afraid of the siren mutt without a leash. He did well not to flinch. Mira nodded and smiled, went through the motions of small talk the same way she got dressed in the morning, automatically, perfunctorily, with her mind sorting through endless lists and jobs that needed to be done. If she kept pretending it didn't bother her, one day it might be true. Did you see the look on his face? Pale as a sail, a voice whispered behind her as the delegates moved on one of her lieutenants. Bollocks, he'd probably forgotten where he was. Doddering fools refuse to retire until they have to be carried out. 
Lieutenant Tam's baritone carried above the other voices. Mira allowed herself a half-smile. At least some people had her back. Despite everything, it had been a good day. Two of her good friends had been promoted, and Rusalka had just completed advanced training. The border guards were never invited to the Kumiho celebrations in City Hall. The steamed dumplings and free-flowing wine would be missed, but the entitled city guard would not be. They flaunted their ceremonial swords like children's toys. The chinte only got symbolic daggers, another slight to add to the heap. Mira ran her thumb down the worn hilt of hers.